people and welcome to today's episode of Equine Devil's Advocate podcast. Um, just to let you know in advance that we are bringing this episode to you from outside. It is such a beautiful October day, uh, can be a rare occurrence, so why waste it? There may be some slightly odd noises in the background. There's a creaky tree, um, many tweeting birds, and the occasional sound of traffic, but hopefully that won't be too distracting. So, um, just a little recap and an update for those of you that are new. Our podcasts are hosted on Podbean. Uh, you can also listen on Facebook, Spotify, Google+, and of course our website, which is www.equinedevilsadvocate.com. We hope soon to be available on YouTube, iTunes and Google Podcasts, uh, but we'll keep you updated on that one because we're still sort of perfecting our IT skills. Um, you're, of course, very welcome to leave your comments on any of uh, Podbean, Spotify, Facebook or Google, but um, you probably already know that your comments will, of course, be public. If you wish to leave a private message, then do go to the website. As I mentioned earlier, it's www.equinedevilsadvocate.com. On the website, you'll find that there's three correspondence pages. There's Hot Stuff, Biscuit and Koya, and they're all representative of your viewpoint and your perspective. So Hot Stuff, you'll find, takes rather a dim view of the topic. Biscuit, a very pro view of the topic. And Koya's kind of the man in the middle, takes a rather relaxed view and perhaps can see both sides. On each page, you'll see there's a submission form and it's not limited in size. So you can be as detailed as you like with your story, your experience, the knowledge you want to impart, or as brief as you like. And as I've already mentioned, your details and those emails are private and read only by us here at Equine Devil's Advocate. It's very much an opportunity for you to get involved and have your say and share whatever it is that you want to share. We're very firm believers in discussion and debate as being a healthy thing and a really good way forward, so don't be shy. We also have a page explaining about the origin of this platform which is the uh, About page. And there's also a Contact Us page. Now, on that page, you'll find that if you have a burning desire to talk about a specialist topic that's very dear to your heart or current and relevant for now, then please do put that topic forward for discussion. And also, if you have a product that you would like to put forward for appraisal, that's also very welcome. So absolutely, do get involved. Everybody is more than welcome to participate. 
So the title of today's podcast episode is The Willing Participant. Now, just to begin with, uh, a little refresher from our Friday follow-up episode last week. We heard about an amazing lady called Mrs. Haste who passed away on Thursday night. She was in her late 90s and we here at Equine Devil's Advocate didn't know her personally. So I requested a little more information, as I'm sure lots of you did, and here's what we received. My memories of Mrs. Haste. Mrs. H would always push me to get the best out of me. I remember that she would always put the horses first. We weren't allowed to ride until the poo-picking was done, the ragwort and the litter was cleared. I was given horses to train, and Mrs. H would encourage me to go out and compete. She loved watching us, all of us, and was always so proud. I think it was her passion for the horses that struck me most of all, how she looked after them, really old school ways. In fact, our eldest horse, Thistle, died at the age of 49. Mrs. H inspired me to love horses how she did, and she always wanted us to improve our knowledge and riding. And so she, along with some others, founded the London School's Horse Society, where we'd be, we would be taken, ridden and theory exams going up the stages. I was only one of two kids out of the whole organisation that managed to get the prestigious Grade 3, the highest achievement. I couldn't have done that without Mrs H giving up all her free time to teach me. Mrs H asked me a few times if I would take over the running of the club when she could no longer do it, but unfortunately I had to let her down but I feel honoured that she could trust me so much. The Mrs. Hastes of this world are very special people. They do seem to appear when you sort of need them the most. They can come in all different shapes and sizes and ages and backgrounds, but I think there's something sort of utterly humbling about them as they don't want anything for themselves. All they actually really want is to see you succeed, to quash that sort of encroaching self-doubt that you have. They want to pick you up and set you firmly back on track where they know that you should be and where you belong. They sort of see something in you and just feel it's their role to help you and to guide you. They're the voice in the back of your mind that you remember and you can hear it so clearly when you need advice or direction. They may be gone, but they are never forgotten and what greater legacy can there be? Thank you to all the Mrs. Hastes of this world, the past, the present and the future from all of us. So today's topic, the willing participant. What do we mean by that? Is the willing participant you? Or is it your horse? Should it be you? Or should it be your horse? It's an interesting observation. But in the horse world, we develop our own sort of special terminology. Perhaps it's the same with any sport, sort of recreational or otherwise. But in the horse world, we talk about partnerships and bonding. We talk about respect and leadership. We talk about dominance and unity. We talk about submission, and we talk about working as one. We talk about the horse must know his boss. We talk about being in control. In the descriptive sense, these descriptions of method 
are somewhat conflicting. Surely it's a contradiction. I'm in control and we are a partnership. Yet we have such a great bond, but I lead. Perhaps that is not such a contradiction. It's under these headings that especially now with social media, we, all of us who started under the same umbrella, all of us who started with the very same recognition of this sort of special enigmatic quality that horses how have, now we become so divided, so critical and judgmental of each other. We hear from the one side, your horse must be submissive, respectful, not pushy, you must be her leader, is an opinion put forward very strongly and very often whether actually requested or not. It's an opinion that directs itself mostly towards those who feel perhaps more comfortable in wanting to take the opposing view. And the opposing view is that of, if my horse likes me and trusts me, in friendship we will find our way forward. So, here we are. Who is right and who is wrong? Well, let's evaluate the willing participant. I'm going to somewhat jump ahead here in the timeline of my story, but I do think it's a perfect example. Enter the pony. Now, at this time in my life, I was actually working in racing. I will tell you how I got there, probably at some point, but for all its right and wrongs, largely speaking, in racing, we are mostly little, light, quick people, surrounded by little, light, quick horses, but we're also considered very capable horsemen and women. So on one random day, a man comes to the yard and says, I've got a pony that needs to be broken for my children. It's not going too well. Can one of you do it? With no qualms, I said, yep, I'll do it. Great, he said, handing me a piece of paper, saying, here's where to find us. We live on the edge of Salisbury Plain. See you tomorrow. So clearly, there's no dilly-dallying about. Tomorrow it is. So, just a little advisory here. I've deliberately used the word broken because it's word for word what he asked of us. It seems that in the horse world there are many terms that become somewhat uh, unsavory, shall we say, and provide fodder for social media to generate sort of uh, arguments and discussion that then divides us. Well, we here at Equine Devil's Advocate strongly advocate debate and discussion, and we feel that this is a topic warranting its own episode. So that we will do. We will come to it. In the meantime, back to the story. Now, in racing, we worked sort of uh, mostly early morning to midday and then uh, late afternoon to sort of early evening. So we've got our afternoons free. So dutifully, the next day, armed with my piece of paper, I set out in search of uh, of the pony that lived on the edge of Salisbury Plain. Well, he certainly wasn't lying about that. And um, he and his family actually lived in a bus. Yep, it's what we called a coach bus just on the edge of Salisbury Plain. And tethered just outside of, on the edge of the bus, was the pony. He was about 12'2", a grey gelding, um, 
nice average looking pony, nothing special, nothing out of the ordinary. He was on a tether and this tether was a big wide leather collar that was around his neck, not tight, on a chain and a lengthy chain that went to a stake in the middle of his sort of circle. I was invited into the bus. I met the family and the monkey, uh, had tea and cake, and then went outside to meet the pony. So, as you do, I walked towards the pony, saying, Hi, pony. And he lifted his head, he pricked his ears, he looked at me, and he charged at me. Full gallop, from a standstill, ears flat back, teeth bared, nose poking out, right at me. Surprise! Hell yeah, it was a surprise. The only reason he stopped was because the chain wasn't long enough for him to actually reach me. Then I hear this voice behind me with a very matter-of-fact tone. Start tomorrow then. We won't be here, so I'll leave the tack out. My mind is saying it's going to be me that gets broken here. Yet my mouth said, okay, I'll be there. So, is this pony a willing participant in this process? I would say, clearly not. So I've got about 24 hours, approximately, to come up with a plan. There's no Mrs. Haste in sight, no time to put on the natural horsemanship hat. Remember, this is the world of quick I'm operating in. The lunging option seems tantamount to suicide at this point. Hmm... But hey, I'm in this world. It's a world of challenges. I know that. It's not all roses and fairy tales. And I am committed. I have to dig deep. I have to find an answer. Bamming out gracefully is not an option. So, next day, dutifully, I'm back at the bus in the afternoon. And I've got deja vu. The pony's eating away on his tether. He lifts his head pricks his ears, looks at me, and yet again flattens them and comes herring at me full charge. Okay, this is no fluke. This is not a one-off. Gets to the end of the chain, stops dead, turns around, throws me a glance from the back of his eye, ears half back, swishes his tail, and walks directly away to the furthest point of the tether. The furthest point. Soon as he gets to the furthest point, turns around and repeats. Comes charging right at me. Teeth bared, ears flat back, full tilt. Three more times he did this. Well, I stood there, just out of reach, I have to say, like a lemon in the summer sunshine on the edge of Salisbury Plain. My only support was the gaze of the monkey from the window of a bus. So I'm watching this unfold before my very eyes. I cannot apply judgment to it. Judgment is what is going to cloud me seeing the answer. So then I had my eureka moment. There it was. The last time he walked away from me, in that backward glance, there was an undeniable glint in his eye. It was that inquiring challenge that he was throwing at me. 
it was that question. And suddenly, yeah, Eureka, it became as clear as the blue sky. This was a game. I have to become the willing participant. It's down to me. I now need to know the how. How do I become the willing participant? I don't doubt that the monkey is not going to give me the answer. So now here's the conflict. The dilemma is the conflict of opinion. This pony has set the ground rules. It's his world, his rules, his game. To move forward, I have to become the willing participant. Or do I? Indeed, should I? Food for thought, is it not? Given all the options and resources open to us now, would you, indeed, should you, become the willing participant in this game? Let us know. What do you think? I'll give you the update on Friday. Till then, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, take care and we'll speak soon.